Hello, welcome back to Talk Nasty to Me. We're on episode three now. Uh, let's get nasty. I'm Nicole Raffi. If you didn't know that, hi, nice to meet you. Uh, you know what's really, really weird? When in emails, when people will email you and say, nice to e-meet you. I didn't know that was like a thing until I got, you know, into regular emailing with people. Um, it's weird. I don't really like that. I still do it though. When if someone says nice to eat meet you, I'm like nice to eat meet you too. Anyway, um, so today is obviously, well not obviously, but it's Sunday the night before this podcast is going up because I think this is my schedule now. I think this is the schedule where my parents will go watch their church sermon and I uh, do my podcast called Talk Nasty to Me. Um, what have I done today? I have edited early in the morning as usual, procrastinated, got my video up. I need to stop doing that. But now that school is officially, officially done, I feel like I said that last episode, but then I didn't realize I had like three more assignments to go. Um, I Now that I'm really, really done, now I can like actually prioritize YouTube and like making a correct schedule for it and not editing and uploading the morning of but that's what I did this morning. Um, I did my last assignment ever as a junior, like officially. I Yeah, officially. <laughs> and I signed up for summer classes um, because I have to take two so that I can graduate in December. But it's not going to be tough. But I did have to sit there and debate. My boyfriend tried really, really hard to convince me to actually take a geography class because I... <laughs> I have no idea where Connecticut is. I found out where Connecticut is today, and I live in Pennsylvania. It's really bad. I'm really, really bad at geography. I never learned it. That song that we learned in like the fourth grade where it's like Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, that's as far as I got. And I think I just blacked out for the rest of the song, and we literally performed it at like our spring concert or something like that, but I cannot recall. Um, I don't know any of the states. I don't know where they are. It's really bad. I'm not proud of it, but I'm just saying it might have something to do with the fact that like my I don't have family like spread across America you know what I mean like I haven't traveled in America a lot I've been to like five states that's not what this podcast episode is about that's irrelevant but now here we are recording the podcast and today's episode is actually about music which while I was writing what I wanted to talk about for today's podcast I was like this is so boring who the hell wants to listen to me talk about my music taste what kind of artists I like any of that stuff um, and I realized I wanted to hear myself talk about it. So that's what this episode is about. And also this was requested, surprisingly. Um, if you didn't know, I make playlist videos on my YouTube about like once every two months or so. I did it initially because I was like, whoa, I am a narcissist and I think that my music taste is good. Maybe someone else might like listening to my music. So I made my very first playlist video like a year and a half ago and then people really liked it. And so then I continued making them and I don't know, it's been a fun time. It's been a hit. And so I don't, in my personal time, like, okay, so I, I use Spotify. I don't like Apple Music. I don't care what you say. Spotify is superior. It, they literally make curated like playlists for you. Anyway, I... <laughs> I have one mass playlist and it's called phases of the moon and the reason that I have that playlist is because I had a poster next to my bed and it just said phases of the moon and I was like oh it'd be funny if I just named my playlist this and it's just one mass playlist from like the last three years of my life and I just add my favorite songs to it because I'm not one of those people who makes playlists on the month or like the season I just don't do that I just like it all in one place and then I can just like I don't know press one song and be like oh this is from June of 2018 this was 
when X, Y, and Z happened. That's just the type of person I am. Um, but yes, I. if you want to follow me on my Spotify, it's just at Nicole Raffi or maybe just Nicole Raffi. I don't really know. <laughs> I'm not the best at social media, even though I, I do social media. Anyway, um, but I love making playlist videos. I love making playlists. And the way that I organize my playlists usually are not by moods, really, because I, I see that a lot of people are like, oh, do you organize your playlist by like, if you're feeling sad or if you're feeling happy? And it's like, no, I organize them kind of essentially, not in months, but almost in like seasons when I make them for my YouTube channel. Like I have like a winter playlist. I have a spring playlist. I have an anti-Valentine's Day playlist. I have a quarantine playlist. Like I kind of make them on the time and I consistently just add a few songs in there that I feel like really fit that time period and what songs I've been listening to the most, but we'll kind of get into that soon. But um, a lot of people ask me who my biggest music inspiration is. And my biggest music inspiration, like how I essentially got into the taste of music that I'm into. And uh, my best friend, Danielle, she's actually the reason why I like the music that I like today. So she's kind of like a cousin to me because Polish people were just all like, it's pretty much just family, but her grandma, my grandma and her mom are good friends and so on and so forth. And so uh, she was at my communion. No, not my communion, my baptism. She was at my baptism when I was literally naked and tiny. And she was there and she was five years older than me, but we really just hit it off. Like once I was like, old enough to form sentences a little bit older than that and she just kind of took me under her wing and she's like welcome to the world of indie music and she's from New York like she grew up in New York and she just had a very New York life and just kind of was exposed to a lot of good music as well and so I was in like middle school and I had like a cheat code because I had this cool high school friend who was like teaching me all this like really cool music and was giving it to me. And I would like ask her if I could like put it onto my iPod from her like her iTunes and she, you know, burned all the songs herself. And I was just like taking all this music without doing any work. Anyway, she was great and she's amazing. And uh, even if you go to my Spotify now, like one of my saved playlists, it's called Come a Little Closer. That playlist, she made that a few years ago. That's like my home base. Like if I'm ever feeling like I need some nostalgia, I just, that's my home base. I go back to that playlist. So you should definitely give that a listen. Um, But yeah, she introduced me to a lot of like my favorite artists that I have today. And a lot of people would categorize my music taste as like indie alternative, I guess you could say. But I don't know. I I don't really like feel, I I like music from all genres. Like how basic does that sound? But it's the truth. Um, But Danielle like introduced me to a lot of like really, really cool artists like Bombay Bicycle Club, The Smiths, Kate Nash, Regina Spector, Cage the Elephant, Milky Chance. Um, And I remember the very first time, it's no secret, my like my two top favorite bands are the Arctic Monkeys and the Strokes. And I remember the very first time that she told me about the Arctic Monkeys. I remember we were getting out of the car and I was in New York. We were getting out of the car and like we would share headphones and I was like, oh, what are we listening to? And she's like, the Arctic Monkeys. And I was like, that's a weird name. And I consistently heard that name like growing up and I was like, I don't really care. And then I remember she told me that one of her really close friends was a huge fan of the Strokes and that she had like a Tumblr account for the lead singer, Julian Casablancas, and that 
Danielle was like, ew, I don't get it. I don't get why she's so obsessed with this dude. Like, he's literally so greasy. He's like a rat. He's so dirty. Like, I don't get it. And then, like, I remember, like, seeing this page and I was like, ew, gross. And that was it. Like, I just didn't listen to the strokes after that. I didn't really listen to the Arctic Monkeys either. Um, But wow, I had a big storm coming. Um, But yeah, so her music taste pretty much influenced me all throughout like middle school. And I just listened to whatever songs that she gave me for like years and years and years. And I don't really remember middle school that well. I can make a joke here about how I don't remember my childhood. Um, But that was just kind of the music I listened to. I don't know what I did in my free time, but I also didn't have like I don't know. I didn't have a car, so I wasn't like listening to music in the car or something. Like I was listening to the radio. And like in my free time, I didn't listen to music while doing things like I played outside and stuff. Um, But I did heavily grew up on, heavily grow up on 80s music with my mom and like stuff that we listened to on our local radio station that was like primarily like 80s and 90s music. Um, And so I grew up on that and that just felt comfortable. Um, my mom is Polish, but we didn't play Polish music very often in the house. And when we did, I just don't, I don't love it. Polacks don't roast me, but it just isn't necessarily for me. Um, but yeah, so in middle school, I did band. Well, I started playing the flute in the fifth grade and they would like pull me out of the classroom. And I think that's essentially the reason why I wanted to do band was so that I could get pulled out of the classroom. I was also a gifted kid. So I got pulled out of the classroom for that. And then I also used to lie and tell my teacher all the time that I was having asthma attacks every single day at the same time because I wanted to get out of math. I loved getting out of class at a very young age. I didn't even realize that I was doing that, but I was. And so I started doing, I started playing the flute and I think I initially kind of wanted to play the violin, but then I was like, no. And so then I got into playing the flute and it was like, fine, whatever. Middle school, it kind of got like more intense, like it's middle school. I don't know. And I guess I was like a good flute player at the time, but I just didn't care for band. So I quit my eighth grade because I was like, I'm so sick of this. I'm sick and tired of waking up so early to come into school at like 7 a.m. And I've always had trouble waking up in the morning, evidently. And yeah, and then I just quit playing the flute. And after that, I just picked up a ukulele and I, that's really the only instruments I can play, but I feel like every girl can play the ukulele. But, um, I remember in middle school, I did really like Billy Joel. I, I realized this thing about myself is that I get into these weird obsessions with certain bands and certain artists and celebrities and like infatuations and like phases. I, my best friend Kaylee can tell you about like literally every phase in my life that I've had since I've met her, which was like the sixth grade, but we didn't become like best friends until like the seventh or eighth grade. And she knows all of my like stupid, weird little phases. Like it's, it's really bad. It's really unhealthy. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode about that. But, um, yeah, so I kind of got, got into these like little phases and Macklemore happened to be in one of them. And so I became obsessed with him in the eighth grade. And I was like, wow, this guy's legendary. Like what a cool guy. And I remember like driving to this hunting store with my parents. Neither of my parents hunt. Okay. But like my stepdad loves anything like nature and handyman like. So we drove to the store like an hour away and I listened to like Macklemore's EP and I was like, whoa, what a cool dude. This is like rap, but it's like not. And it's like the best. And I, yeah, I got obsessed with him. And I, I mean, he does have some good music. Um, 
but I'm just not like really into him anymore. But he was actually my very, very first concert. Um, I went to the Roots Festival in Philadelphia, the Roots Picnic, and if Macklemore was like the headliner or whatever. And so I we got there, like me and my two best friends, Kaylee and Chris Laney at the time, and we got to like the very front we got to the barricade like we were literally at the barricade because he didn't show up until like 6 30 and we got there at like 12 it was ridiculous but um we got to see Solange she like looked us in the eye like so many times it's crazy and I saw Grimes and I'm kind of on a Grimes kick right now except her music taste isn't like really my favorite like I really only like two songs of hers which sounds so bad but I really only like Genesis and Oblivion wait is that it Genesis and Oblivion yeah 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 and those are really the only two songs but I feel like everyone knows Oblivion um you know it's a song that's like someone could break your neck it's on TikTok everywhere now but I saw, I remember like doing a little bit of my research because I was like well I want to know more artists like before I actually see them at this at my very first concert and I remember like watching Grimes you know music video to Oblivion and being like this is a really cool music video um I really really like this and I like this song a lot and th- that was the thing when I was little when I would get ready in the morning like for like elementary school and stuff and like my cousins would come over in the morning because we used to like drive we used to just drive to school together and we would just put on like MTV and we used to put on like the music video channel whatever like there was a few mtvs nobody come at me and so one of the like we would just sit in the mornings and watch music videos and i was always just really fascinated with them um and i think that's like one of my dreams one day is to direct a music video at least like once in my life um you know i don't think i have like that what is it what is a virtuoso virtuoso that musical instinct within me i don't think i have that um, because I, I can hold a beat, I can, you know, sing on tune, like I can do that kind of stuff. But when it comes to like creating music, it doesn't come as naturally to me as like making a video or like writing might be. Um, but music just doesn't come to me like that. As of some people, it just literally is so it's like second nature to them. Or some people are literally like, um, what is it? When you perfect pitch. And I, I don't have that. But um, I think visuals are like very important for me so I would love to direct a music video one day for like one of my favorite artists I think that would be like a really cool goal to achieve before I die so um yeah music videos I remember that Grimes music video and I think like sometime within the last few years I discovered like what that music video is actually about and like what that song Oblivion is actually about it's about Grimes um sexual assault and the entire song is written about that and the entire music video it's her in all these spaces where it's very men heavy, it's very men prevalent. Like she's in a locker room and she's at like a football game and she's at like a monster truck arena. And like she's surrounded by men and she's like dancing with men and she's like singing this beautiful song and just like being herself and talking about how hard it is for her to, you know, come to terms with what has happened and also being comfortable now being a woman and being alone now. And that, like, really spoke to me and for multiple reasons. But, uh, yeah, I, like, kind of got back onto a Grimes kick. She's pregnant. She's great. (laughs) And I don't know. I love watching interviews of her because I think she's just a very unique artist. And I think a lot of people just give her 
crap for like no reason. And I think she's a great artist. Her music taste might not necessarily be my own, but I think if you ever get the chance to watch an interview by her, I definitely recommend that you do. And I also am obsessed with her because she like produces all of her music herself. And when she's, you know, singing and she always talks about how singing, she hates it. Like if there's one thing that she hates about music is it's singing her own songs. Um, but when it comes to producing, you can literally find videos of her producing the songs as it's going. Like it's like a live concert. That makes sense. I posted something on my Twitter. You should just go watch it. But this must be so boring if you don't like know who Grimes is or know anything about Grimes. But like I said, this entire podcast episode might be really boring because I'm talking about music and who cares about other people's music taste? I do well, I care about my own. So, um, but yeah, so then my freshman year of high school, I don't really remember having much of a music taste except for listening to a lot of rap. And I was on the field hockey team my freshman year of high school because I, for some reason, thought that joining a sport would suddenly make me very successful in high school. And it did definitely like sign me up for success because like I met some like my lifelong friends because of it. But well, like maybe one, <laughs> but I remember in the locker rooms or even like between, between practices, girls would just like blast rap, like in the, what are they called? Locker rooms. They were field houses and stuff. And we used to share them with like the boys football team. You know, it was really weird. I thought about this kind of recently, but we had some guys on our field hockey team um, because it was allowed for a period of time. And we just changed in front of each other. And now, like, looking back at it, that's, like, really weird. Now that I'm thinking about that, like, was I comfortable back then changing in front of, a, like, an 18-year-old guy when I was, like, 14? I don't think I was, but I think I did. I think I did it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, it was a weird time in my life. But, yeah, freshman year of high school, listened to a lot of rap. I remember all the time Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake's Holy Grail was constantly playing in the locker rooms constantly um uh, I remember going on the buses a lot like to games and I would listen to Kanye West's Yeezus because it like just came out blood on the leaves and bound and I love that album so much because now I can like look back at it and be like oh like this is kind of I guess a good album and I also don't I can now look back at like not so good times in my life and appreciate the music that I listened to. Whereas before I was like, I can't listen to that music. It makes me too sad. But I think I kind of was able to get over that because now I am able to be like, well, I'm happy now. Like, that's a good thing. Like, even though I was sad in these times, do you know what I mean? Because before, if, if I went through a really rough time, for example, last semester was the worst semester of my life. And I made a playlist and it was called something fall fall into what was it called the playlist of my fall wow so unique <laughs> but I had all these like favorite songs on there and I could not listen to any of those songs for a little while because I was like no this playlist makes me too sad because all of these songs remind me of how horrible my semester was but now I'm like well dude I'm happy now like I'm happy that I can enjoy these songs now and it doesn't make me cry anymore. It doesn't make me upset. So I don't know. I think I've grown a bit and I think that's kind of cool that I can look back at music that I listened to in high school when I was going through not so good of a time. And I'm like, okay, well, that's okay. Like I, I'm good now so I can enjoy this music. 
Um, but I also discovered Chance, like my freshman year of high school, like Chance the Rapper. And I discovered him because of this YouTuber. His name is Jonah Green. And he doesn't really post much anymore, but he made a cover of Cocoa Butter Kisses. And then from then on, I was obsessed with acid rap. He was His music was only available on, Spot, or on SoundCloud and 10 Day. And I just fell in love with Chance the Rapper. And that was just like my go-to artist for a very long time. And I remember in my freshman year in health class, I liked this guy. I liked two guys in my health class, two of them. And I looked up the one dude on Instagram like a couple hours ago because I was like writing this out and I was like, oh, I wonder how that one guy's doing. Um, not so good. He posts a lot of photos with um, not so good things. Uh, he might have a criminal record, but it's fine. But I'm just saying that I, my taste wasn't the best. Anyway, um, yeah. And so I like this one other guy. And I remember we were talking about music the one day and I was like, yeah, I like Chance the Rapper, you know, like, you know, Kid Cudi and Drake and stuff. And he's like, oh, do you like Odd Future? And I was like, who's Odd Future? And he's like, oh my God, you got to listen to them. I went home, listened to Tamale on repeat for like hours. And I was like, I love Odd Future. And then that same week I went out and I got Odd Future stocks from Zoomies or whatever, or Tilly's. And I came to school like the next week and I was like, hey, do you like my socks? And he was like, yeah. And I have not seen him since, but I still have those socks to this day. And it's been way too many years, like seven there. I should not still own those socks, but it's like they're blue and pink and they have like little donuts on them. So anyway, I was an OG Tyler fan. Just kidding. But I do appreciate Tyler, the creator, quite a lot. Um. Now, sophomore through junior year, I don't remember, like, at all. Like, at all. It sucks, but I just don't really remember. I don't remember what my music taste was like. However, I do remember my junior year. I was very heavily, towards the end of my junior year, um, Prince died. And that was, like, big. That was very massive on me because I grew up with him and I, like, appreciated him a lot and I knew my mom liked him a lot and I remember exactly like where I was when I found out that Prince died and I just felt like a shift in the universe but it wasn't until a lot of people don't know this but it wasn't until after Prince's death that I really really appreciated him as an artist which a lot of people will complain about but it's like dude I didn't grow up in his you know his greatest year was probably like around 1984 I was not alive in 1984. Um, so yeah, of course I appreciate his music heavily now, but I really, really got into him like my junior year of high school and so on. And <laughs> it was like really bad. I remember I was like in an art class and I, my shit got rocked. And so I went through a breakup like very not too long after that, like a few days after that. And it was a terrible, awful breakup. It was like my first breakup and it was very 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 bad um not good and I used Prince like as a heavy heavy coping mechanism <laughs> and I remember my friend Kaylee she was like Nicole I feel like you're mourning Prince harder than you are your relationship and I was like dude I am um and Prince helped me like with that time so hard because all I did with my time to get my mind off of things was 
listen to old Prince music and listen to, you know, live performances of him and watch interviews of him and just sit there and immerse myself into all things Prince. And it helped a lot. And I don't know if that's like a healthy coping mechanism. Once again, getting into the thing where I get like obsessed with things very heavily. Uh, And yeah, that's just kind of like what I did. And I obviously like, I love Prince so much. I literally like am looking up and I have a ginormous purple rain poster. I have a Prince Jesus candle. Like it looks like Jesus, but it's Prince's face. Uh, Coaster, just all things Prince that I own. And um, no, and I love him so much. And the it was like his anniversary of his death a few, like a, maybe two weeks ago, a week ago. And there was a performance like online, like a tribute and st- on, on the TV. And I remember posting on my Instagram and I was like, he has shaped music. And he is the reason why a lot of artists are out today, but no one's ready to have that conversation. And Prince is just, he led the way for so many artists. Um, a lot of people don't know this about Prince, but he played every single instrument like under the sun. And so he produced like all of his music, like in, you know, his music, he was the one who played all of the instruments and everything. And his band, The Revolution, was just there to play live with him, essentially. Um, his movie, Purple Rain, it sucked. OK, it's not a good movie. It's so bad. It's good. Okay. Like the acting is not good, but it makes it so good. And like there's, you just have to watch it to really understand, but it's supposed to be kind of about his life, but like not really, but it was awesome. And I love Prince and I miss him a lot. Um, but I think also people, I don't want to get into like the whole Michael Jackson and Prince, you know, feud or whatever, but Um, Prince was not liked by a lot of artists. Like, for example, I thought it was funny that Justin Timberlake did a tribute to him at the Super Bowl a few years ago. Uh, Justin Timberlake and Prince did not get along, okay? And Prince was also, people think that Prince was gay. He never came out as gay or like about his sexuality or anything. Um, But I think a lot of people were uncomfortable with the fact that a man could wear heels and he could wear all of the outfits that he wore and he could wear makeup and do his hair the way that he did and everything. And he was such a dominant presence in any room and he overtook the music industry. And I think a lot of people were very intimidated by that. And I still think that people don't give him the credit that he deserves because I think that people are still intimidated by him being very comfortable with his femininity. Um, But yeah, I think he was an awesome influence on everything. And I think he kind of showed a lot of artists like how great artistry with music should be done. Obviously, I can't speak. I don't make music. I, I can't make music. I don't know how to make. I mean, you can do anything you say your mind to, but I don't have that kind of talent like he does. I don't have that kind of hard work in music like he does. But how many artists are playing all the instruments in their songs? How many artists are, you know, producing their own music? Not that many. And so he set the standards very, very high. And he came out with so many, so much music and like the vaults that he had um, of just music that he never released. Anyway, I could talk about Prince all day, but uh, he was just a heavy influence into my confidence, I feel like I have today. And also my standards for music in a sense, like what, how good an artist is in a sense, because that dude killed it. Like in everything that he did, he did it 
full force and he did it 100% and he just kind of showed, he was humble about it too, but he was also confident in himself. You, you should definitely watch some interviews with Prince, like any, any interviews, because the way that he talks about himself is amazing. Um, but even in like very <laughs> younger interviews, he would pretend that he was older, I believe. Like when he was like, I think 16, maybe he played his first TV show. I think it was like all American bandstand or something. And I think he was like 15 or 16. And he said that he was like 19 or like 21 or something like that to be seen, seen as more professional and seen as more mature. I don't know, just like a badass dude in general. And he is one of the reasons I went vegan. So uh, when I found out he was vegan, I did some more research about it, but very influential person in my life. And I was very, you know, obviously it's so fucking tragic that he died when I, when he did. But um, I'm very grateful that I got very interested in him at the point that I did in my life because it helped me cope with a lot of, a lot of terrible stuff in my life. So yeah, very cool guy. <laughs> um, and then I also, my senior year, I'm going through like my timeline of my life. It's weird to think about, but I missed my homecoming dance, actually, my senior year. This goes to show how much I did not care about high school and how much I cared more about going to concerts. But I missed my homecoming dance, my last homecoming dance ever to go to a music festival. I went to the Meadows Festival in New York, and it was amazing. It was everything I ever dreamed of and more. It, I guess it was technically like my first music festival because the roots didn't like really count. But uh, yeah, I hated my high school at the time, like it was senior year, I was like, fuck you. I hate all you guys. Like, don't talk to me. Uh, people bullying me. I was like, I'm going to go to a concert instead in New York, a two day concert. And so I saw J. Cole. I saw Kanye West. I saw Chance the Rapper for the first time. It was just amazing. Uh, it was also the night that Kanye West got held up at gunpoint, not Kanye West, Kim Kardashian got held up at gunpoint. And so Kanye West had to get off the stage very early, came on very, very late. Um, yeah. And I kind of stopped being a Kanye West fan kind of before that because political views and everything else. But yeah, so I kind of have not been on the Kanye train for quite a while, but um, yeah, senior year, I kind of started listening to like a lot of Khalid, Kid Cudi, Still Chance the Rapper, a lot of Kanye West. I got into 21 Pilots. I went to a 21 Pilots concert. To this day, like, such amazing concert. I paid 30 bucks. And the value of that concert, like, the production and everything, I've never seen an artist put that much work into a concert like 21 Pilots did. Absolutely. I'm not really into 21 Pilots anymore, but at the time... It was just amazing. I would definitely go to another one of their shows. And I also got into Panic at the Disco, which now I probably would not listen to Panic at the Disco, but I had like a weird little phase. Anyway, um, now after high school, this is where I really, really discovered my music taste. And I remember I was cleaning my room and I think all in the span of one day, I discovered Emma Chamberlain. I discovered The Strokes. I discovered The Arctic Monkeys. I discovered Mac DeMarco and I discovered my favorite song, Miracle Aligner. Not that like all those things are like connected at all, but I'm just saying I discovered all these things that were so popular. Like, and I was just like oblivious to all these things. I was like, who's Emma Chamberlain? And she was like blowing up. And I was like, oh, okay. The Strokes, literally like one of the biggest bands in the 2000s. And I was like, what? 
Okay. Arctic monkeys. Literally, I was on Tumblr. I knew all about the Arctic monkeys. And I saw Alex Turner pictures every single day on my feed, but I just didn't care. Um, and yeah, I think I was just like cleaning my room and I had like my Spotify, whatever, like you're recommended. And all these artists kept coming through. I feel like it was like probably like last night by the strokes and, uh, you know, are you mine by the Arctic monkeys or something like that. And I was like, all right, all right. I want to listen to more of this, whatever. And I remember the very first time that I heard the song Miracle Liner, which if you didn't know, it's my favorite song of all time. I have a tattoo for it. It has a lot of meaning to me. I talk about it in my first episode of the podcast, but Miracle Liner, when I heard that song, it just like changed my world, changed my life. And I was like, this song is special. This song has a lot to it. And I listened to it on repeat for a very long time. Um, and same thing with like the Strokes and the Arctic Monkeys and like Mac DeMarco. Um, I think my very first music video, I, I think I, I first saw a music video of Mac DeMarco and it was My Kind of Woman. And it's him dressed in like a wig and lipstick. And I was like, you know what? Something about a man in drag just draws me in. And I loved it. And I kind of got hooked on him. Of course, like the most basic popular songs by these artists, but they're good for a reason. You know what I mean? Um, and that kind of shaped my music to what it is today because I found more songs by them. If you go early on into my Spotify playlist, the first like 25 songs are all like Arctic Monkeys, uh, like the phases of the moon playlist, because I just was like, I'm going to start a playlist. I'm going to start a mass playlist and I'm definitely adding the Arctic Monkeys on here. I'm definitely going to add some stroke songs here and there. I was way more into the Arctic Monkeys at first than I was into the strokes. And Mac DeMarco as well kind of sprinkled him in here and there. But yeah. And that really, really shaped for the first time, like, you know, throughout the years, I was like, yeah, I like all this music. Like all this music is cool and all like love Prince. I, I love various 80s artists. I love Chance the Rapper and stuff like that. But it wasn't until I heard these artists that I was like, oh, this is like the genre of music that I like. I like this kind of like indie rock, garage rock. I like this. This is my type of genre of music that I want to listen to. So throughout college, like I collected a few more artists like under my sleeve that I like, mainly just like Billie Eilish. Um, which I found her like three years ago. And since then I've been hooked. Um, but like some concerts that I, well, all the concerts that I can remember being since being in college, I saw the weekend for free. <laughs> That's a funny story. My, this one girl, the girl who actually designed this cover art for this playlist, this podcast, I'm sorry, it's very late at night. The girl who designed the cover art for this podcast, the talk nasty to me, uh, her name is Lauren. She got free tickets to the weekend. She got nine free tickets because she just rode the unicycle past some stand that was giving away free tickets. And she invited me to go and we got like pretty shitty seats. And then we got bumped up to like private box seating. It was amazing. It was so funny because I was like, how do you, how, how do this, these situations like happen to you? And yeah, I saw the weekend. If I'm being completely honest, I didn't really love the concert. Like it was fun, but it's definitely not like one of the most memorable ones. I saw Tyler, the creator, when he came to Temple 
that was fun. Also got closer seats. We were like up in the nosebleeds. I paid like 20 bucks for these seats. And then we went like down, like closer to the pit. It was awesome. That was a very, very fun concert. Um, I saw the Arctic Monkeys two years ago, I believe. That was amazing. I did not go with my friend Danielle, but it was very, very funny because she introduced me to the Arctic Monkeys. And we met up for like cake at a local bakery right before the Arctic Monkeys concert. It was just like very full circle because I was like, you literally showed me the Arctic Monkeys when I was like 12 and I didn't appreciate them. And now I'm going to the concert and you're not. Um, I saw Billy last summer. That was amazing. I've seen Mac DeMarco three times now, twice at his own concert and my third time being at the Strokes. Amazing. I would probably rank Mac DeMarco's concerts, probably my favorite concerts. Um, I saw Conan Gray last fall. I went alone. That was the first concert I ever went alone to. That was very fun. He's the cutest person alive. That was a very, very fun show to go to. And I saw The Strokes on New Year's Eve. And that was an amazing concert. Obviously, that's this concert that I've been pining for for how long? Like, I've been wanting to see The Strokes since I came out of the womb not actually, but, and, and Mac DeMarco opened up for him and it was just the best show of my life. And I'm still mourning. And I know all of you are probably sick of me talking about it, but it was just a life-changing moment. What a way to ring in 2020. And I really thought that this was going to be the best year ever. It's, it is still a good year, but, um, yeah. And then I saw Celine Dion, uh, in February because I got tickets for my best friend, Kaylee, cause she loves Celine Dion quite a lot. But, um, yeah, this has kind of just been like the shaping and molding of my interest in these artists today. Uh, most of these artists, if not all, I have... Wh when I say I like these artists, I'm saying that these are all artists that I know too much about. Like, I like other artists. I like other bands quite a lot. If you go through any of my playlists, you'll probably see some consistency there. But when I name these artists, it means that these are all artists that I have obsessively watched interviews about. I have known everything about them. I know most, if not all, of their songs. And that's my only personality trait, is being way too obsessed with things that I shouldn't be. And I'm working on it. I talked about it in therapy and she kind of brushed it off. So I'm probably going to talk about that with a future therapist if I ever get one. <laughs> um, but something that I have noticed, however, while I was like constructing this list of my favorite music um, is the lack of female artists. I don't have that many favorite female artists. And that is an issue. And I'm not proud of that. And I'm looking to find more favorite female artists because I definitely enjoy some great female artist music. Like for example, like I said, Grimes, but here I am. And I'm like, I only like two of her songs. I love Billie Eilish. I love every single song that she's ever made. Um, but it doesn't necessarily fit in like, well, she has her own genre, but she's not like, I almost love her more as a person than her music. Like I love her music and I will listen to her music the day I die, but I don't find myself listening to her music as much as I do some other artists. I love, you know, Claro and I'm, I'm getting more into her and like Lana Del Rey. And I, I love these artists, but I need to get more into female artists. I don't know what the hell is up with me, but um, I wanted to construct a playlist for you all because I was getting so many requests. Like I asked on Instagram 
you should definitely follow me on my Instagram. It's at Nicole Raffi. But I asked you guys to ask me some questions about my music taste, music in general, like how I got to where I am now. And a lot of you asked like why I don't make more playlists or, you know, playlists, why they're so short. I'll get into that. But I wanted to make a playlist especially for all you pod hoes. Um, and it's called Top 5 Top 5. And it's basically like my top five artists and my top five songs from those top five artists. And it's going to be on my Spotify. And it's going to be called Top 5 Top 5. And I kind of constructed this based off of songs that I feel like if you're getting into these artists, these are the songs that you should know. A lot of these are obviously my favorite, but with, with some of them, it's like extremely hard for me to pick a favorite artist. Like, if you know me, you know that The Strokes are my all-time favorite band. How am I going to choose my number one favorites? It's very hard for me to, personally. I, I can't. It, it rotates. It changes. I have some that, like, mean a lot to me, but I made a crash course, not crash course, a, a beginner's guide, a, a 101 course to all these artists. Nonetheless, I'm sorry. I feel like I've been talking like 200 miles per hour. I'm going to try and stop recording these podcasts so late. And I'm also going to try and stop feeling like I'm annoying because you're choosing to listen to these podcasts. However, um, I'm going to give you my top five songs by Prince. Now, keep in mind, like I said, Prince, massive genius, big inspiration for me. Uh, My number one song by Prince would probably be I Would Die For You. It's a very, very popular song of his. However, it's one of my favorites. And I think his performance in Purple Rain is very cute to this. Um, Number two is If I Was Your Girlfriend. I like the recorded version. However, I like the live version more. There's one specific version of it. I'll post it on my Instagram because you can't find it on YouTube. Fun fact. Prince has like all of his music pulled off of YouTube essentially like you you cannot find much on there anymore uh before he died it was a lot less strict but after he died it got a lot more strict um but there's one performance of him with another female artist and he was in this like furry pink coat and everything and it was beautiful it was like the most beautiful performance of all time and I'm gonna link that on my Twitter or somewhere and yeah so if I was your girlfriend definitely on there number three darling Nikki this song is dirty as fuck and uh it's written about me just kidding but you'll listen to the first few lyrics of darling Nikki and you're like oh I should not listen to the song around my parents uh it's very good I love this song dearly and perhaps I'm biased because my nickname is Nikki but um I love saying that that darling Nikki is written about me Number four, The Beautiful Ones. It's a sad, beautiful song, but I love it a lot. And number five, Little Red Corvette, just a classic. I used to cry to this song every single morning on my way to school when I got a car um, and I got my license and everything. I would pop my little print CD in and I would just cry to Little Red Corvette like every single morning. Just meant a lot to me. (laughs) Uh, Number two is going to be Mac DeMarco. So, Mac DeMarco gets a lot of slack. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, being 100% completely honest with you, I don't like boys who like Mac DeMarco. And by that, I mean being at his concerts, the guys are like assholes, okay? There are just a bunch of skater dudes most of the time. This, obviously, this goes without saying. It's not every single person, but a lot of the dudes are like, 
high school boys who are like skaters and they're like, I love Mac DeMarco. And then like, just really annoying and will probably push you at concerts and smell really, really bad and or call you fat or something like that. I, they just suck. Okay. And I try and stay away from those people. But um, in general, I do love Mac DeMarco's music. Um, I like him as a person. I like his interviews. Uh, I love his girlfriend, <laughs> as if that matters. But um, yeah, a lot of Mac DeMarco songs, you'll probably know like the main ones like, uh, what's his most popular song that everyone knows? Shit. What's the one that it's like, teen, 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 teen. Hold on, I'm looking it up. Chamber of Reflection. Everyone knows that song. No, 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 no. I'm going to be giving you top five songs that if you don't know, you should know. Popular songs, however, uh, in my opinion, some of these are kind of underrated. Number one, Robson Girl, highly underrated. It's from his album two or his EP two. I'm not sure the difference. I'm, I'm not into music, but uh, Robson Girl, amazing song. Probably my favorite Mac DeMarco song, genuinely. Uh, number two, Freaking Out the Neighborhood. Very popular song, especially right now on TikTok, but a great song nonetheless. It, at concerts, it's like my favorite. It's my absolute dream to play freaking out the neighborhood on the guitar with him one day i made it a goal for myself too this fall however i don't think we'll be at any concerts this fall i also don't think he's going on tour anytime soon um because sometimes he lets people come up on stage and play the guitar with him uh i also quit trying to play the guitar because i gave my guitar back to my friend because i was borrowing it from her my hands are too little I really want to learn to play the guitar. And I know you might say like, no, 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 they're not too little. No, they're genuinely like child size hands. So I'm going to see if I can get a smaller guitar. I heard those are a thing. We might pick that back up this summer. Okay. I also have a keyboard sitting in my closet, so I might learn how to play that too. Anyway, number three, Stars Keep On Calling My Name. Beautiful song. Once again, live. It's wonderful. It makes me very emotional every time I listen to it. Number four, My Kind of Woman Just Because... I got introduced to him because of this song, and it's it's beautiful. I'm going to say that about every single song. <laughs> Number five is Annie. It's funky. It's cool. And I like that he has different names, different songs, names after a woman. He has another one called Cheryl. That one's pretty good, too. Arctic Monkeys. Um, number one is going to be Love is a Laser Quest. I think that this song will probably always make me cry. Um, it's a wonderful song. I love it dearly. It has some great lines in it. <laughs> Definitely go to listen. Number two, Pile Driver Waltz. Same applies. Number three, Despair in the Departure Lounge. Number four, Bigger Boys and Stolen Sweethearts. And number five, Fluorescent Adolescent. That's a pretty popular song by them. However, I think that's one of the main songs that really drew me into them. Uh, it's popular for a reason, you know? <laughs> My all time favorite band which I love with my entire heart and soul. I wish I could have talked more about them in this podcast, but I realize I only have like 15 minutes left. A lot of people ask why I love The Strokes so much, and I think it's a similar reason as to why I really like Prince and why I like Grimes, is that, for example, Julian, the lead singer, a lot of people don't know this, but he wrote the first two albums, I believe, by himself. And... He's very talented on the guitar. He's very, very, very talented singer. And I think 
I think he kind of ruined it for himself throughout the years because of substance abuse and other things. But um, I, I don't know. This band meant a lot to me because a lot of times some of the artists that I really, really like, for example, like Prince, I will, I, I will never get the chance to see him live. The Arctic Monkeys, I never thought I would get the chance to see them live because when I got into them, they were done. They were donezo, not making any music, whatever. And then I was able to see them live. But the Strokes, I was like, absolutely not. They're never going to get back together. This band hates each other. I'm never going to be able to see them. And they're one of the best songs, not the best songs, best artists, the best band of the 2000s that have influenced so many rock bands uh, to this day because they're so influential. And it was just legendary to me to be able to see them. I never thought that I would be able to see them. I never thought that another album would come out. I never thought a song would come out by them ever again. So it just meant a lot to me. And that's, I think, why I hold them so near and dear to my heart. There's not a single song by them that I do not like. They're one of the few bands that I listen to and I like every single song that they have. Um... And yeah, that's why this like top five list was so incredibly hard for me to pick out. I kind of based it off of what songs I'm loving the most right now and slash like what songs I think that you should know of more. Um, but yeah, the strokes just hold a lot of fond memories for me in terms of things that have happened in my life and, you know, some of the relationships that I have with people and being able to use some of these songs as like that connection if that makes any sense. <laughs> uh, number one is going to be Under Cover of Darkness, just because like if you don't know the strokes uh, and if you want to get into them, this is a great song because you will probably like them after listening to this song. Uh, it's a very iconic song. Uh, number two is Thread of Joy. Love this song. I'm constantly quoting the beginning line of it. Okay, I see how it is now. <laughs> you don't have time to play with me anymore. That's how it goes, I guess. Fuck the rest. Anyway, it's a very good song. It's very fun. And the music video is very fun, too. Uh, number three, I Can't Win. Personally, I think it's one of their best songs. Very underrated. Number four, Someday. Once again, one of their most popular songs, but it makes me cry every single time. The lyrics, all their lyrics uh, as well. The strokes as well. They, their lyrics are very deep. Their lyrics are very, very good. Um, and for most of them, Julian has written them. And so I think he's just a very, very talented writer. Um, and number five is Evening Sun, just because I'm really loving that song right now, like a lot. <laughs> um, my fifth one, I had an issue with creating a fifth artist that I loved. Um, and I didn't want to just choose like Billie Eilish because a lot of you know Billie Eilish. A lot of you have listened to Billie Eilish. And as much as I do love her, like I said, I feel like there's a lot of other artists, just miscellaneous here and there, where I love a few of their songs. So I decided to do a miscellaneous category, and I'm going to choose my top five miscellaneous songs. So the number one song is by Billie Eilish, and Bitches Broken Hearts. I think it's my favorite song by her. Actually, all of these songs are probably my favorite songs by these artists. Um, but yeah, number two is by Chance the Rapper, and it's Chainsmoker. It's off of his Acid Rap album, and I think it's probably my favorite song um, ever from him, and it brings back a lot of memories. Uh, number three is Talking Heads, This Must Be The Place. You can't be mad while listening to the song. I've had great dance 
parties with myself to this song. I my mom got me a mat, a doormat that says this must be the place. And I can't wait to use it for my future home, apartment, wherever I live. A shack. Uh, number four is probably Gus Dapperton, Miss Glum and the Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, cool dude. I haven't listened to Gus in a little bit, but this song makes me very, very happy. And it reminds me a lot of when I was an RA because I listened to this song way too much when I was an RA. Number five, of course, Miracle Liner by The Last Shadow Puppets. And I, I don't need to get into that because that song has so much meaning to me and I've talked about it way too many times. Um, but yeah, I'm going to get into some questions that you guys have presented me on Instagram. So the first question is, realistically, if presented the opportunity, would you date Julian or do you just think he's hot? Um, Julian Casablancas is very hot. However, I don't think I would date a 41-year-old man at this point in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, it, even I was thinking about this and I was like, hmm, maybe if I was like of age and stuff back in like, you know, 2001, 2002, like maybe I would. But then at the same time, he's a literal rock star and, you know, a lot of drugs and alcohol in that kind of scene. And it's not really for me and the lifestyle, not really for me. So would I actually know as if I'm talking like this, as if the, the opportunity is actually presented to me? Uh, the answer is no, I don't think I would. I just think he's really hot even though he's 41 years old. But anyway, um, three artists slash bands you want to see that you haven't seen yet. Um, this is by, this question's from Catherine. I've been to two concerts with her. I've been to the Billie Eilish concert and the Arctic Monkeys concert with her, and they were amazing. And Catherine makes them all the much better. So she's my concert buddy. So three artists would probably be Kid Cudi. I've loved him for so many years, and I would love to see him perform. Uh, I also like Joji. And I like Joji for a little bit now. So I think I would like to see him. And I think probably Gus Dabberton. And then obviously I would love to see any of the artists that I've seen before again, except probably like The weekend. I don't really care to see him again. Uh, do you feel like people unnecessarily criticize others for listening to basic music? Yes. I don't care what music you listen to. I don't care if the music that you listen to is quote unquote basic. Life is meant to be enjoyed, and music is a part of life, and music is meant to be enjoyed. Listen to whatever you want to listen to. Who cares? The, the concept of it being like this, like, my music taste is superior to yours. I know I joke about that kind of stuff, but in all seriousness, I don't actually feel that way. I don't think I'm superior to anyone because I listen to literal music that was popular on Tumblr in like 2013 and I'm just catching up on in 2020. You know what I mean? Like that's not how I feel whatsoever. I don't care. I love quote unquote basic music and basic artists. I love it. I, I love the popular artists that are relevant right now. Doja Cat, awesome. Like I love her. I, I don't, I think that you should enjoy whatever kind of music that you enjoy. And indie kids might tell you otherwise, but who cares? <laughs> How did you decide on your intro and outro music? This is an amazing question. Um, if you guys don't know, for my intro music, I use the song Lover's Rock by TV Girl. And for my outro, I use Buttercup by Jack Stauber. Um, this, I actually put a lot of thought into this, to be honest. Uh, I knew that if I use a short snippet of sound, then I would be able to get away with not being copyrighted by it. 
but Jack Stauber's music isn't even copyrighted, so it kind of worked out in my favor. However, he should definitely copyright so that he makes some money. But um, yeah, I knew that for the intro, I knew the visuals that I wanted for it. And then I just kind of like went through my playlist and I was like, you know what, this song would be perfect for this. And then I kind of chopped it up and used it so that it kind of fit better for, you know, my short like little three second intro. However, my outro, um, it was between Buttercup and it was between this song called Needs by Versace. They were both very popular songs on TikTok at the time. And it was before like TikTok was as big as it is now. And so like when I found music on TikTok, I was like, whoa, nobody knows about these songs. Everyone knew about these songs, but they um, were definitely, I, I needed a song that had a drop because I knew that when... I would fade out into like my outro screen when I would cover the camera. I knew I wanted a drop in there. And so Versace and Buttercup both had the drops that I wanted, but I ended up going with Buttercup because I felt like it fit more with my vibe in general. And I also saw that Versace was copyrighted. So that's how I chose my intro and outro. And it is here to stay. Um, a lot of people have been messaging me recently that they're going to take my intro and outro song uh, like for themselves. And like, you can do that, dude, but just know that, like, I spent a lot of time and thought into that, so. Uh, <laughs> um, somebody said, how do you find new music? Do you actively search for it? Or um, So I oftentimes go into my Spotify Made For You playlist where they recommend songs for you like that week. It's kind of hit or miss. Sometimes I find, like, one or two songs that I actually like from that entire playlist, and I think it's, like, 10 or 15 songs that are recommended to you. Um, a lot of times, even from TikTok, I'll find them. Um, a lot of times from other YouTubers' videos. Um, that's the one thing about YouTube. I wish that copywriting and monetization sometimes weren't a thing because I think my content could be a lot better if I use the songs that I want to use. Obviously, I can pull a David Dobrik and I can do that. And, you know, he doesn't get paid for those videos if he, you know, uses songs that are copyrighted, which he does quite often. Um, and oftentimes I do think about doing that because there are some videos that I absolutely want to have a certain song in. Um, but I think that's something in the future that I would like to do is make more videos with songs that I actually really want, <laughs> if that makes sense. I think that's just the inner like 14 year old in me who used to make 12 year old in me who used to make music video, YouTube videos. Um, that didn't really answer your question, but yeah, kind of all over the place. Also, like, my friends recommending it to me and YouTube sometimes. Um, somebody asked, why are your playlists so short? This is actually a very good question. There's a reason for this. Um, when I make my playlists, I don't make them really for myself because I don't listen to those playlists. I primarily listen to artists. If I'm, like, in a mood and I'm like, okay, I really, really want to listen to Gus Dapperton right now. I'll just listen to Gus Dapperton straight. You know what I mean? Um, or I'll listen to my Phases of the Moon playlist, which all of like my favorite songs that are like on that playlist, on those like YouTube playlists are on Phases of the Moon. Um, I make playlists specifically for like my subscribers who like want them and for YouTube videos um, because I know that they'll enjoy it. I don't want to make like 20 minute playlists because first of all, I can't like fit them all into a video. And also I kind of do them based off of a period in my life, usually like a one month period. And I don't really have more than like 11 songs that I'm absolutely loving. So I'll stick to that like 11 to 12-ish thing. 
And that's why I make the playlist so short because they're just kind of based off of a time period, not really a mood or anything. Um, but like I said, like I had like the anti Valentine's Day playlist. Like those are the songs I listen to the most in like January and February, like the absolute most, not like 10 times, but like over and over and over and over again. So that's why I keep my playlists so short. Um, they're just kind of supposed to be like little snippets, like tiny little scrapbooks, not like whole entire journals, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, what do you do when you listen to an artist slash song slash album so much that you get sick of it? Uh, I've gotten pretty good at catching myself and not doing that to myself anymore because I have hated so many artists because of this. Uh, YouTubers, songs, like food, anything. So I've just kind of learned to lay easy on certain songs. If I, if I see that I like a certain song, I just calm down a little bit. You know, instead of playing it 10 times in a row, let's play it five. Okay, let's relax. Um, do you think you're quote unquote, not like the other girls? Ooh, ooh. Um, I think the mentality of like being like, oh, I'm, I'm not like the other girls. It's such a internal misogynistic thing to think that like you're better than other girls because you have a different taste in things. Um, I don't care. I kind of make fun of myself all the time. I kind of call, if anything, like my music taste, basic or whatever because it's popular it's my music is not underground mac demarco the strokes the arctic monkeys prince are not underground whatsoever billy Eilish, not underground whatsoever my music taste is very very popular a lot of people have very similar interests music tastes whatever um i just like what i like and i don't really care <laughs> so um no i don't think i'm anything i just do what I do. Um, what do you listen to while you study slash do your homework? Uh, I actually don't have a problem listening to like anything while I do work. I actually find myself easier to concentrate while I'm listening to music. If anything, I'll just like lower the volume when I'm like typing. Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll listen to literally anything. Um, and the last question is, what music is making you cry? I never cry to music. Must be a pretty intense feeling. I think they're asking this because I constantly post on my Instagram stories that I'm crying to songs. A lot of times it's because I realize lyrics in a song that I never realized before. And I'm like, that is so deep. And I just start crying to myself because I either like love it so much or it reminds me of a time. Um, I cry like once a day to just like one song. Kind of like how I used to cry to Little Red Corvette on the way to school every single day. But that's, it's just a good feeling. I never cry really out of sadness. It's usually just kind of like out of happiness. And I just can't like really help it. And I don't, I don't cry that often, but I think I'm a sensitive person. Um, like today I literally cried to Eyes of the World by The Strokes. I've listened to that song a million times, but I never realized, this is so stupid, but I never realized that the song is called Eyes of the World because in the song... Uh, he lists a lot of words that end in eyes. I don't know. Just go look up the lyrics to Eyes of the World. That made me cry today because I was like, oh my God, I never realized this before. And it was just like a little mini shock to myself. And I was like, wow, the intention put behind this song. And then I snapped out of it and then I continued to do my homework. But um, yeah, this was my episode about music. I can't believe that I talked for an hour straight literally about my music taste. There's nothing more narcissistic that I can think of. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed. 
I completely understand if that this was not one of your things. I feel like I wasn't even able to really talk about everything to the full extent that I wanted to. Like if it were up to me, I would make an entire episode uh, completely raving about every single reason why I love the strokes, but I definitely held back in this episode a lot more. Um, and I say that as if I'm not in control of my own podcast, but I, I think for the benefit of you and I, I don't think that that video sh- or that podcast should exist. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just a little bit of an in-depth look of my music tastes, how I construct playlists, um, the history of my music tastes, concerts I've seen, everything else. You listen to the podcast, you know what this was about. Um, I am going to go now because I should probably go to bed. (laughs) And I hope you guys have a kick-ass week. If you want to follow me on my other social media, uh, like Instagram, Twitter, Depop, even my Spotify, it's at Nicole Raffi. And if you want to follow me on my TikTok, it's at Nikki Nasty. And uh, make sure to leave this podcast a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can also subscribe to it, follow it wherever you get your podcast from. I'm still working on it being on more platforms. It's a little bit of a longer process than I thought it was, and I am doing this on my own, so I am figuring it out. Sorry. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any other suggestions for topics that you want me to talk about, DM me on Instagram. I try and read as many DMs as possible, so I will see that shit. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope that this was nasty enough for you. And uh, thanks for listening to me talk about my music taste for literally an hour. (laughs) Bye.